Welcome to episode 34 of Amateur Bartending for Immature People. I'm Shannon. And this is Greg, and this is a podcast where we're talking, thinking, making, and, you know, of course, drinking some what? delicious... Really? Co- I know. Delicious drinking cocktails. It? Delicious cocktails. We're not just making them? We're drinking them? We're going to make them, set them on the table, look at them, and walk away. Oh, yeah. And uh, leave them for... Th- the cats to look out. Leave them to for clean. the cats to clean <laughs> the dishes as we're home during. Hell no, we're drinking these things. Absolutely. <laughs> so welcome to everybody as you are sheltering in place, hopefully, and That's right. doing the right thing. And we're doing the right thing and working when we can and staying home when we can. And we've decided it's time to put out another podcast. Yeah. And what is going to be the theme for tonight? Uh, home entertainment. So loosely, mo- loosely home <laughs> entertainment, maybe movies, watching stuff on Netflix. That's right. And and so we we, we got a few We're things. We're just like living the dream. Li- you know, living the dream. Living the dream. Hopefully everyone is staying safe and doing the same. And uh, I'm pretty stoked for this episode. I am too. That we uh, kind of came up with. I think the the one we were going to introduce first is something we both we both really like. And and oh I think yeah, we, I and, like it. And I think new if, fave. If you've new been fave. following us, we kind of like at kind of at the beginning and kind of you know for the first three quarters of the podcast, we really are enforcing kind of the kind of the rules we use to make these yeah. things, which is like measuring things, and we're, we're going to try to bring that emphasis back in this episode. So right, just a reminder, since we're all home, we are actually making things for ourselves yes. now, um, as opposed to going out. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. for our friends and mm-hmm. uh, family who um, have businesses that. Yep. We would love to uh, support. Absolutely. But, um, yeah, we're going to kind of go back to some fundamentals this Hit episode. Hit the roots. We're going to go back to the roots of kind of what we did, and but still going to be fun. But with some new new recipes. Some new recipes. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, Absolutely. I'm so excited for this first recipe. So I actually just want to jump right into it. Let's jump right in, guys. And uh, there's multiple things in it. So first you're going to want to grab your shaker. So this is going to be a shaky, shaky. Yes, we're going to shake this one, and we're going to put some ice in there. Okay. All right. Do we? Are and we this, ready to start uh, making it? Or we're going to make. Do a list? No, we're going to jump make right this. in. Let's we're go. Some jump, ice. We're going to do this. Um, I got some ice in there. This is a super fun recipe. It comes from Portland, um, and it's called the leading roll. And this is kind of you know movies, entertainment, entertainment leading yeah. roll. And we this has been our leading role on like. Friday nights if we don't work Saturday, yeah. and Saturday night if you know, we don't work Sunday. We test recipes, obviously, before we give them to you guys, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. we've tested this and tested this multiple times. So, uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> we, we, we tested this one. It's you been guys well are, tested. You guys are going to like this. Um, part of what uh, followed into this is we had done an episode where we had Pim's Cup, number one. Yeah, so we had some- Number pi- one, Pim's number one cup. Yeah, Sorry. So there's, this, this. there's this- Do we- how would you describe Pims? I mean, what kind of is it a is it We've, a vermouth? No. No. Is it an amaro? Probably. Probably. Yeah. Is and what is but, it? But yeah, I don't know. Um okay. Sorry guys. <laughs> you got to do your own It's uh not like a traditional um amaro. Yeah. But I have a feeling that the way that they make it is similar. I think so too cuz it has like that herbescent mm-hmm. plus It definitely tastes different. Yeah. But we had it for we had it in the cupboard. This mm-hmm. is the whole thing about when you're staying home, right. right? You're like going, okay, well, what's in the cupboard? What can we make? Absolutely. And uh, I was like, well, we have a lot of this Pim's number one cup from this recipe so mm-hmm. we pulled up episodes ago. And uh, what can we find with this? And we found an amazing recipe for Pim's number one cup. We like it. I hope you're going to like it. Oh, I 
would be surprised if someone didn't like this, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, and it has a lot of stuff in it. So we're going to make it and I'm going to walk through what we used in ours. But, um, you know, it's open, right? It's open for uh, what you have and yeah. give some experimentation, especially when you're home and, and you can't get out. And it's not right. any reason really to go buy things that you don't already Exactly. Own. You don't have to go out unless it's necessary. That's right. And we underscore that. So, I.e. to buy Pam's Cup to make this drink. Right. So I'll tell you what we used in ours, but yeah, it doesn't do it. mean that you can't. Um, other than the Pim's number one cup, which is probably the main ingredient that mm-hmm. you aren't going to be able to substitute, um, there are some additional things. Mm-hmm. So, Do you want to just get into making this thing? Uh-huh. I've got the ice in the shaker. We're ready. Okay. So we're going to do uh, three quarters of an ounce of an Irish whiskey. And we use Jameson. Okay, I've got that. that. Jameson, it's going into the icy. Okay, good. Goodness. Okay, and then we use three quarters of an ounce of scotch, and we had this Glen Ness scotch. Yeah, it was a kind of, you know, it wasn't the cheapest, but it wasn't definitely the most expensive scotch. It was recommended at uh, Total Wine when mm-hmm. I was there. Um, had one of the hang tags on it, and... You know, it's a good scotch. It's not super peaty. Yeah. Like, if you're looking for peaty scotch, this is probably not the one, but it worked great for this. I think the recipe would hold up for that, though. The recipe would hold up for, like, a, a, a Laphroaig a or something. Yeah. yeah, and I also think it would, um, you know, we used to, usually our fallback is that monkey tail. Uh, Yeah, monkey tail. Yeah. Um, or monkey shoulder, sorry. Sorry, Sorry, there monkey go. shoulder, yeah. Yeah. So and, it, you know, monkey shoulder, monkey shoulder is not a super peaty either. So, like, uh-uh. if you're used to, like, a, a scotch being, like, a Laphroaig, and quite honestly, when I bought this scotch, I was looking for kind of, like, a Laphroaig substitute. It's not. And, you know, the tasting notes kind of hinted towards that. It's not. It's more like the monkey shoulder. It's a mm-hmm. cheaper alternative. You know, it's probably yeah, within $5 of monkey shoulder, so it's not bad. bad so, bad. um, but you could put, I mean, I think the recipe will hold up to... Pretty much any scotch. Absolutely, you have. and actually, it would make a great one to do a mist over the top of, like a. It would be really good. <laughs> mist. So anyway, whatever scotch you have, just try it. You're going to mm-hmm. throw three quarters of an ounce in this thing, and it's going in right now. Um, and then we have a half an ounce of that Pim's number one cup, which is, like I said, uh, unusual. Um, we can't figure out what it is, but we think it's Amaro-like, which means that uh, going back, Amaro is uh, created with more of a hard alcohol mm-hmm. as kind opposed a, to a wine base. A spirit-based as opposed to like a wine base. Yeah. All right, that is in there. So that's a half an ounce of that. And then we're going to do three quarters of an ounce of fresh lime juice. Okay, we've got that squozen. Which we had delivered squeezed. to our house from QFC through Instacart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you, QFC. Thank you for helping us create this drink. Yeah. Um, so we're squeezing. Buy a whole the, bag. You're going to yeah. love this one. I yeah. promise you. So we've had that pre-squeezed. We're going to pour that in. Yeah, it's, oh, that looks nice. That's smells right. delicious, too. And then we're going to do a half an ounce of agave syrup. Now, we found agave syrup at Costco where we in could bulk. buy like, yeah, so it was like three bottles of it or something. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And it tastes great. So um, highly recommend. Um, we have been substituting it for a lot of simple syrups and really liking it in everything so yeah yeah. um so yeah half an ounce of agave syrup it is in there and then two dashes of your angostura bitters Mm -hmm. the classic angostura spicy bitters it's in there and so you're going to close your shaker and you're gonna shake shake it Shake it up. I shake, will shake it up. Shake you, know, it up. you know, before I shake this, I'm going to let that set for a second. I'm going to mention a little something. So most of the time, if you're making a drink and ideally not drinking by yourself, you could be making. Though you could. Two, or though you could, as long as your cat's around. 
<laughs> it's if not you're, technically drinking alone. <laughs> if your kitty is there. If you're making two or more, um, what we found is like things, especially the, like the bitters and stuff that are like really like a strong flavor. If you're going to make two, it calls for two. Back that off by like one. So like for two drink, one drink right. you may do two dashes. For two drinks you do three. Again, this is according to taste, but that's just what we found. We've had recommendations also from some of our favorite bartenders that that's what they do when they're making two. Just to clarify, that's if you're doing doubling the recipe into like one vessel. Correct. Right? So Thank like you. if yeah. you're if you're doubling this recipe that we just gave you um, to make two then he's just saying back off a little bit on the bitters themselves mm-hmm. in that same mm-hmm. uh, shaker. And that, that pretty much goes less. for pretty much all the stuff you're going to do. So here we go. We're going to take a shake this thing up. Shaking it. So you want to shake that. You know, we're not going to subject you to the appropriate amount of shaking. It's like shake that thing for 30 seconds. Get it so it's so cold on the outside your hands are like sticking to it. That's like the really. I use a towel. And we put a towel around it generally, and and it it does get really cold. And the idea between shaking and stirring, again, of course, stirring is going to be cold, but shaking is going to get you even colder. I read or actually watched some YouTube videos recently Mm -hmm. on this idea of aggressive shaking. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to try to describe verbally what I saw. So what they were saying is that for an aggressive shake, which they actually recommend doing, um, Mm -hmm. you would put all of that and you hold the shaker kind of down at your waist level. We have more strength, yeah. Yeah, and then you put your arms kind of at your side and you shake it as fast as you can. Um, Smaller shakes, right? Oh, okay. But more vigorously. That's Um, generally the way I do it, So what that does is, well, you know, you see these like cocktail like over the, the shoulder, cocktail, yeah. they're like up chicka, in the air, chicka, chicka, like chicka, 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 chicka. Um, yeah. But holding it with two hands, doing it kind of vigorously, like shaking it vigorously with a more low body mm-hmm. mass. You're stronger that way. You're yeah. stronger. You can get it to go faster. And it gets the drink colder and it is less diluted. Nice. Um, so you don't have to do it as long if you do it down kind of, if you shake it vigorously kind of lower like that and kind of right. take advantage of, of your core your core you're shaking with core so this is also like healthy this is like so if you're gonna want to work out this is healthy too (laughs) no but i just thought it was interesting because you see like these you know yeah if you watch videos they're spinning they're checka 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 and they pour it right out but it's um you want to get that thing cold doing that they're i mean they have like tested this right like there has been tests about like how much solution and all these kind of things and that is a really good way to get your drink as cold as possible without diluting it as much absolutely so um, weird, weird videos. Good facts that you though. watch good, good, when good you're facts. interested in making cocktails. But so all right, so uh, we've shaken that till our hands are sticking to the outside. Yes, and now we're gonna pull out the glasses that I have in the freezer, um, and we're putting it into some coops. Yay! It looks, it looks nice. Some pretty, pretty. It's a pretty drink. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a got little s- browner than. I don't know. Um, the next drink is gorgeous. So, so the, this one, which is nice, is that you're going to get that kind of like, especially because I find shaking, especially if you have a little bit of an agave syrup or any kind of syrup in it, you're going to get a little bit of foamy in there. Mm-hmm. And I really like that. I, I think that looks I nice. Too. And so, I think it tastes um, nice, too. Cheers. And cheers. Have a little I'm sippy. I'm going to have a sip of this. I mean, it just looks so nice in the glass. This is the most, like, approachable cocktail and i don't have 
very many words to describe what I think it tastes like. Um, I mean, we say we on this program we say balanced a lot, and balance can mean a lot of different things. Where it's balanced towards like tasting like boozy balance, mm-hmm. or like the, a sweet balance, or like a like a like kind of third that fourth flavor, kind of the uh, umami balanced. This is a little on the sweeter side. It has a little bit of that. Pim's cup kind of brings in a little bit of wintry tones to me, but the, it does. There's kind of a baking spice. But the balance, it's a baking spice town. But it gets balanced out by that lime juice and the it scotch. Um, I, like I said, we've made this multiple times since we found this recipe, and I was mm. excited to actually feature yeah. this. And um, I like both recipes that we're featuring tonight, but mm-hmm. I would highly recommend trying this one if right. you have the opportunity. Like I say, I think to me it leans baking spice, and I think if you had a... Uh, not cut. heavy though, like but I not heavy. None of yeah. it's heavy. But it would cut with like an acid, the acid of the uh, the juice in there. I think. So bravo, bravo, Bra- bravo! Finding that drink, and For I think it would role. it would it would lend itself very good to a peaty scotch that had that kind of like. I mean, a lot of people call it that band aid taste. They call it that kind of like. Um, the taste that kind of tastes a little bit like, I mean, Band-Aids is a big word that people use a lot for the taste of scotch, especially. Yeah, we had that episode where I talked yeah. about the science of that. Yeah, the is... creoles in mm-hmm. it, the creosotes in it. But I think that would lend itself very nicely to this. But like a monkey shoulder or like the one that we used here, this is going to not have that kind of like, it's not going to have that kind of Band-Aid taste to it. But what it's going to do is going to kind of be almost kind of like a bold liquor taste. But like underneath that kind of There's like, like a lovely sweetness underneath this so yeah well i call kind it of that's this kind like of my underlying baking thing spice. of yeah, like this baking spice but the sweetness of the agave syrup mm-hmm. really adds another yeah. dimension to this um i highly recommend i can't even tell you i really this is maybe one of my favorite recipes that mm-hmm. i've found in this the last great, month guys. um and we've made it multiple times <laughs> yeah no it's it's a really in good testing. one we're we're d- testing we're doing this for you <laughs> it's only for you it's all everything we do we do it just for you. That's so not true because I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna continue to make this particular drink. Reg- like, regardless this is like of whether higher on my regardless of whether anyone of... <laughs> listens at all, we don't care. We're gonna continue to drink this. <laughs> yes, absolutely. absolutely. We are gonna continue to drink this one. Um, leading role. So leading role. The leading role. Plus a fun name. Um, I tried so hard. I feel like there is a big wide world of actory kind of themes that have yes. not been explored in cocktail names by the way because i looked all over yes and i could not find very many thematics on this so and originally I, we tried to say well let's you know from the leading role we got led into saying well that would be a great uh episode let's do stuff like hollywood cocktails and you know what so, everything well, else i found some stuff and it was kind of garbage <laughs> yeah. it's just garbage it's trash it's just trash <laughs> trash so yeah, it was just it was just like slow, kind of like campy, like a way oh, too sweet. sweet makeovers of like everything we normally like, yes. and it was just terrible. So yeah. nothing was like a, there was no originality, oh, no nothing. And I had so many good names, and I thought somebody for sure has named it this, and I'd like put in a name, and nothing, nothing would pop up. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, how good is the name, the bad actor, for a drink name? It sounds great, doesn't it, guys? Freaking good. The drink? Oh. Can't no, I couldn't even find one. Oh. So well, there's maybe, a name. So well, um that's a challenge out to everybody. If anyone wants to make, make the up bad a actor. thing. You know, make it good, obviously. Because you can't have a make name that says good. bad in it if it's bad. 
don't don't let us down. <laughs> but if you have ideas, you know, send them our way. Absolutely. Um, I was surprised how few names were <laughs> and this. and good names taken up by crappy drinks or just you know i'd like look up like theaters and things in new york like on broadway mm-hmm. and they'd be like oh well we named this drink blah 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 but it's just a cosmopolitan like it's it an old-fashioned like, no, it's an old-fashioned with extra sweet in it it's yeah. like oh for you're like that's sakes. not an original drink that's the it's same terrible. drink just with a stupid name on it um terrible anyway yeah I uh, did a lot of research on this and was extremely disappointed on that. Yeah. Um, but I am excited about the next drink. So excellent okay. segue into <laughs> well, what did well, what did we find? <laughs> well, we're not going to go into one more drink really fast like that. Um, but I do think this would be a good episode for us to do a little bit of a recap on some of the fundamentals right. that we had talked about in the very beginning. We have we kind of were heavy on. The idea of like making sure that everyone, it, make sure you're measuring your stuff. Because the idea that we kind of came across, especially kind of like kind of coming to where we had these particular drinks down, we're like really measuring is important. Kind of coming back to, you know, especially if you're using elements like a sweet element, like an agave syrup or like like the bitters. Or if you're adding like a really polarizing element, make sure you're, you're measuring because the components... You get those a little bit wrong, that's going to change the flavor. And just like any sort of endeavor, you want to like make sure it is reproducible so you know that you're you're going to keep getting the same thing over and over again. So use a measuring vessel. Yes, one that actually has like segmented measurements. measurements on it. Whether it's ounces, whether it's mLs, whether it's whatever. Ideally, something that has both because sometimes people put directions up in both types of measurements yeah what we use um the most is this like this silly little pyrex like mm-hmm. two ounce um graduated little cup. measuring cup it's got mls it's got ounces on it and what why we use that is because we like to have consistency um you can get jiggers that actually have that inside of them you can and it's difficult um, to see from the top it is and so this little clear like ridiculous little thing that we have works the best out of anything that we have in the house it does and like it really helps you too because you can you can like really truly experiment with like within a drink something you like if there's something you don't like the taste of it's like that's too boozy or sometimes you're like oh maybe yeah exactly right you can cut that back by a quarter of an ounce and sometimes that fixes it and owns it and now you've created something that is like now you've like fine-tuned your yeah. cooking. Like I've always said. We experiment a lot at home. And like I've always said, it's this is just like cooking, except it's better because it's drinking. Yes, it's drinking. But you have to, you I know. Mean, I like cooking too, but, yeah, we like but cooking I like too. drinking maybe more. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but so that that's like really kind of like we'd listened to back some of the episodes and like we were said, you know, let's really bring it back this time like talking about technique. Now we're not, again, this is called amateur bartending for amateur people. We're not professionals. The pros are going to have way more tips for you. But this is just stuff we've come across by trial and error or talking to, like, the bartenders that we like and people that are actually in the business that are telling us these are the things you need to do. So, But, you know, I mean, along that line, like, um, some of the places that I've loved the most mm-hmm. and the cocktails that I feel like have had the best, like, we use this a lot, like, balance and mm-hmm. the best, like, overall, like, complete taste and we've talked to the bartenders and we see them making the drinks and they're measuring their drinks yeah 
Um, if someone's free pouring stuff, you may still get a good drink. There are people who can do that. I'm not taking away from that. Mm-hmm. They're professionals and they probably know what they're doing. But most of the times, if you're going to a craft bar, a craft bar is going to have people that are measuring, and you may see them write like like a monk looking at this thing yeah. and like measuring the appropriate amount out, and, and that's if, and to get you the taste. Yeah, and the free pour has um, some built-in discrepancies, right? Sure it does. So if you're drinking, like if I order an old-fashioned and you order one, mm-hmm. and they're making them separately. They're not mm-hmm. going to taste exactly the same. They won't. So there's just like a lack of repetition right. and a lack of consistency. And, and quite honestly, if you're going out and having a drink and they're charging you anywhere from 6 to 12, perhaps 15, mm-hmm. maybe more for a cocktail. I want it right. You want it right. <laughs> you don't want somebody Tom Cruise in it back there Yeah. and just jacking it up. Because we've been there. We've been there paying 12 bucks for something that is like, I'm like I could make. I'm disappointed, better. and I'm disappointed, point. and you're like, you feel like you got ripped off a little bit. But we have gone to like true craft cocktail bars mm-hmm. where people are yeah. extremely proud of the things that they're doing, yeah. and they are being careful. Absolutely. And just that small amount of care mm-hmm. um, makes you're, all the difference. You're going to up taste. your game so much. You're going to have if you're serving to your friends or even to your spouse or whatever, whoever you serve to. They're going to be like, why every time when I go to Greg's house do I love everything he does or every time I ask or for Shannon blah does. or Shannon <laughs> or ask for that particular drink from them, it tastes the same every time and it's awesome every time. We measure it. It's because you measure <laughs> and I mean, that's it's how simple. you get to it's that. It's really simple. It's not, that you're doing, it's not that you're so good or you're doing something. You're just like you're following directions and you're measuring and that's exactly like. Exactly right. That's that's. That's why I've always, that's why when we started this podcast and we started doing our Instagram and putting the pictures up, we were very, very adamant about making sure we put the exact measurements of the things we're putting in there. Now, you may have different components that you're going to put in there, and they may require that you use a little less or a little more, but we're giving you a starting place, Mm -hmm. and it's not just like just whacking it together. That's right. Um, so we're very obviously adamant about measuring. and uh, I think you're figuring that out after, <laughs> what do we talk for measuring for 40 10 seconds, minutes. 10 minutes, 15 minutes? But it's so important. And as you're picking up, we have some really awesome cocktail books. And mm-hmm, as we mm-hmm. go through those books, just the ability to have something that we can follow them with um is it really makes a difference. Like, I can't even underscore enough. It yeah. makes a difference. I mean, if there's a place you like or a book you like or a Instagram account you like or you've got it from somewhere, you know, we've been, how many times have we been out to a place and they list the ingredients in a cocktail and we're like, that's great, but if I want to try to replicate that, yeah. I mean, we can guess at the amounts by now. We can guess. And now, because we've made so many yeah. of them that we generally can yeah. say, well, maybe it was close to this recipe yeah. that we had. But that's just through trial and error. Trial and error, really. And, and it honestly, is. now, if I pick up a cocktail book from a place and if I look at some of the cocktail menu they have in there, as far as like if I'm going to buy a, a book, like a coffee table mm-hmm. book style, you know, pictures and stuff. Yeah. If they don't have measurements in there, I don't buy it. No, it's not worth it. If they don't have measurements in there, <laughs> I don't buy it. Because Why? Yeah. What's the purpose of that? It's not providing you any information. There are some terrific books out there, though. Um, There's some great books. And uh, we'll continue to bring 
books to you guys that we really like. Absolutely. Um, so that's that's another thing. Um, I, let's go on to a new topic. Let's move on now that we've now My, that we've talked your ear about <laughs> measuring stuff and your mouth is watering. What are we going to measure up next, Shan? Well, I think the measuring thing is so important. So it that's is. why we're so just you can, really underscoring it. So you can it. come back again and do the same thing. What did I do last night? Oh, well, it was kind of like this. You know, what? another thing I think is really important when you're making drinks is ice, and we've talked about this oh, before. God, yes. But um, you know, if you're getting your um, crushed ice out of your freezer it is going to water down extremely quickly and that's fine as long as you know that's what it's going to do and you yeah. use that all the time yeah so um what i would recommend is using bigger ice if you can now if you're doing it out of your fridge use your bigger ice setting yeah. um and know that you're just going to have to shake vigorously and shake it fast so that it doesn't water down yeah. quickly but um Part of that, too, is personal taste, too. I mean, if you want a little dilution, which you're trying to achieve each time you stir. You and always you shake, want a little bit. You want a bit of dilution to kind of open up the flavor. But you don't want to, like, throw wet ice on wet ice. And, yeah. Yeah. So what we use, um, we have multiple of these, like, silicone ice trays that we're able to get kind of large ice cubes out of. And we've tried a lot of different things. These are my favorite things that we have. They have kind of a hard top on them and a silicone base on them. You can stack them uh -huh. in the freezer. And they're nice big chunks that you can use. They're not like gigantic, but they're probably, I don't know, one and a half inch, two inch cubes. And they're good for like a whiskey glass if you wanted to do mm -hmm. just a single little, you know, ounce of whiskey. But also that kind of they fit cube in the shaker. fits in the shaker and shakes very, very well. Yeah. So um, it's about... You know, making sure that you're not diluting your drink out too much, um, but that you also get a little dilution because you that that dilution actually helps open up the flavor sure of, of the cocktail, sure which um, I think gets lost a little bit sometimes in translation. You want a little bit of water and some stuff. So I think so, too. Um, let's see what else is there. Some basics. Ice is a basic for me. Mm -hmm. Measuring is a basic for me. Um, using the right tools. Um, yeah. is important. I mean, everybody has a shaker. That's great. It generally will work for almost anything right. you need. Um, I love a mixing glass that has like a heavy base on it. Heavy base. But if you need to use your shaker with a stir spoon, fine, that will work. Uh -huh. You know, um, don't make it stop you from making something. That's fine. And uh, Craig's motioning me that we need to get on to the next cocktail. Cocktail. All right, let's do it. Um, so our next one is called the Valentino. Valentino. At a, oh, I'm going to attempt this. Okay. All right, so we, we, we saw this cocktail, and we said, how about the Valentino? That sounds great. And I said, well, it was probably like Rudolph Valentino was an actor or something. Yes. And Shan's like, are you sure that's an actor? And so we looked up <laughs> Rudolph Valentino, and here's what we found. Okay. I apologize because this is not a diction show. This is, um, not, this is not pronunciation <laughs> 101 show. This is me trying to tell you about Rudolph Valentino, the actor from the silent movie era's name. His actual name was. And this sounds like multiple people, but this is one person. All right, here we go. <laughs> I'm going to try it. Okay. <laughs> Rudolfo Alfonso Raffaello Pierre Filberto Guillermo de Valentino de Antigolela. Antigolela. Anton... Guella. Anton Guella. De Anton Guella. De Anton Guella. <laughs> um, 
So he shortened it to Rudolph Valentino. You can see why. <laughs> that is the most, I feel like that's maybe the most names. He's got. I've ever seen for one person. He has a lot to live up to. It's so many. Yeah. You know, when you fill out that thing, like when you take tests in school. <laughs> or if he's like, if he's like on the clipper trying to go into Canada, he's got to fill out that thing. So. <laughs> 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 that little like boxes where you don't. He's have like, I don't have in. enough places to put my name. You got another sheet to put more on. Sorry. No, it's totally true. Um, anything with boxes, yeah, this would not work. Anyway, He's gonna be screwed. <laughs> he was an Italian actor. This is the best I could do, by the way. All right, here we for, go. For um, cocktails that I wanted to, to drink, link it up, yeah, that would link up this entertainment thing. So he was um, professionally known as Rudolfo. Rudolph Valentino, and he was an Italian actor, but based in the U.S., and he was in a lot of the silent movies. Um, mm. Your favorites, including The Sheik. <laughs> oh, yeah, The Sheik. Oh, but no, this is relevant. Blood and Sand, oh, which oh, is the blood cocktail Blood and Sand was named after that movie. Blood and Sand. Oh, see, it all comes it's together delicious. somehow. It's all coming back to cocktailing. <laughs> um, the Eagle, I don't know what that is. And son of the sheik, which was son of the sheik. Son of the sheik. So he was a sex symbol of the 1920s. There you and, go. Uh, who was known in Hollywood as the Latin lover, with 15 <sighs> names, or or the great lover. Well, there you are. Or simply Valentino. That was probably easier <laughs> than. Rudolph Alfonso Raffaello Pierre Filiberto Guillermo Filiberto Filiberto That's the best I could do. How do we uh, how do we do this thing? Okay, so let's make a drink. Um now we know all of these things. <laughs> nice. Okay, this is a fun one, especially when we're trapped at home mm-hmm. um, with limited ingredients. Yeah, it's kind of this one you can kind of like bounce out into a lot of different areas. And we've made two of the three versions um, mm-hmm. here. And um, yeah, let's get into this. So, this is going to be a stirred drink. Here so, we we're going to do this in a mixing glass. Here goes some ice. And we're going to carefully measure it. Um, I found this on liquor.com, by the way. And it's called Valentino. Valentino. Though it would be better if it was called the Latin Lover. Well, you well you could make make a spin on it and <sighs> or put the like Great Lover. You can call it whatever you want. Well, I think we'll just call it Valentino. We're gonna stick with Valentino. Accurate. Um, so this one, um, actually, you can replace your main spirits in. So we're gonna do two ounces. The first time we made mm-hmm. this, we did two ounces of vodka, because. It just looked pretty. Okay, here we go. Um, and we don't use a lot of vodka, so we tried this. But, but, you can also use gin, or you could use rye. Okay. So the things that we use today is we use vodka for one cocktail, okay, and then we used rye for the second cocktail. So I'm going to put uh, vodka in this mixing glass. I'm going to put rye in this mixing glass. What do we What are we using for those spirits today? Um, for the vodka, we used a uh, kettle one that we got from Costco. Okay, here it goes. It's in there, <laughs> and for the uh, hold and on, hold on a second. There, it's in there. Okay, okay. what's next? And for the other shaker that you're going to, or sorry, the other mixing glass mixing you're going to put this glass. into. Um, we used a rye, and we used the wiggle rye that I got when I went to Pennsylvania. And you do not need to use your most expensive rye, but we did. Oh, but it turned out really good because we did it, so right. that's fine. It's in there. What's next? Um, I like the vodka one, too. So, 
Um, okay, so two ounces of whatever. Two ounces of vodka, two ounces of gin, or two ounces of rye, whichever choose, whichever it's, you choose. It's looking good. But not all three of them in one. I wouldn't suggest that. Um, then we're going to do a half an ounce of Campari. Okay. In this is non-negotiable. One. It has to have Campari. There it so is. It's in there. Half an ounce of Campari. So, um, And then you're going to do a half an ounce of sweet vermouth. And the sweet vermouth that we had at our house was kochi, which I really like. And that's a good sweet vermouth. Like, it's sweet enough to be kind of like to cross across like a punamess. And Mm -hmm. also it has, it's not so sweet because punamess I find is quite sweet. It also does pretty good with the uh, to do like the Antica formula, but Antica like formula. Rossi or there's no like way that, to yeah. like reproduce Antica, but it's good enough to like substitute. Yeah. I think that c- the reason I have Kochi is because I think it is a pretty like middle of the road yeah. vermouth. Yeah. If you want something that has some flavor that's going to hold up, but and be able to be used in multiple recipes that ask for a sweet vermouth, um, yeah, it's one I would suggest. Um, but you know, if you, I love vermouth and I love mm-hmm. Amaro's. As it's you nice guys know, it's nice to have them around. I like to have them around. It just happens to be that we're in the middle of a, of a crisis, and uh, that's my go-to for now. So, um, so we did half an ounce of that, and then you are going to stir those. You're going to stir both of them. I'm doing it two at a time two here. At a time today. Since so. I can speak on the mic and do two at a time, well, that was pretty amazing. You're now, awesome. Now, normally we're going to do... an amazing individual. <laughs> <laughs> now, normally we're going to do 30 seconds of stirring like that, but we don't want to subject you to that. So, 30 seconds but of stirring. But you want it cold. But you want it cold. And honestly, it's been sitting on that ice for a long time before I stirred it, so... Because I talked a lot. Absolutely. <laughs> So we're going to go ahead and strain these two different drinks. Remember, we did so one with vodka. So here's the first one, vodka one, looking very nice. And then here, we did one with rye. Yeah, give me that other glass there. Here you go. And oh, these are going here. into uh, coupe glasses. Here we go. Give me that one. Right, here you go. How's that look right there? Now, obviously. Uh, oh, be- that looks nice. Yeah. Now, obviously. I mean, they both look a little the same. I mean, it's got the Capari red to it. What do we. What the do we rye get? one looks a little more orange, but. Um, what do we got for a garnish on uh, these guys? I see some in this little dish a, here. Yeah, I did some uh, orange peel. Yeah. So we got some orange, like, peely strings here we've done in the dish. So we're going to put one <laughs> in each one of those. Well, why don't you do try the. <laughs> exactly. Why don't you try the one with vodka first and see what you think? Okay. Here, I'm going to give it a try. Now, obviously, the one with the vodka has a clearer look to it. Yeah, right? I, I mean, they both kind of have that red Campari kind of look to them. And that one's probably... The Campari, I bet, comes through a little more on this one. Now, for sure, the Campari comes through more. Um, Vodka, you know, is a little bit more of a neutral spirit. But I love vermouth and Campari, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm all over this one. I really like this. Yeah, this comes at you more of like that kind of like it has a lot of the bitter Campari. Mm-hmm. Kind of cut with that sweet kind of vermouth taste. But then kind of underneath is a little bit of kind of the kick. But not like, I wouldn't even call it a kick. I would just call it no, maybe a not. massage. It's really smooth. Maybe a massage of the uh, vodka underneath. A massage. Maybe. Because it's really Campari forward, but like it's, yet mellowed out by the... It's uh, really vermouth. mellowed. Um, I have to admit that the first time I made this, because I asked for orange, that I was like, yeah, I'm going to add a little orange bitters in there. Sure. And I think that worked out well. Yeah. Um, it's not true to the recipe, but I always like the little bitters. So. Okay, so try the next one that has the rye wiggle in it. Well, obviously these are not going to be the same. No, rye is definitely going to have that kind of bready... 
bread forward, really kind of like grain notes to the uh, alcohol that's in there. And it may be overpowering. What do you think? No, it's not. It's delicious. Um, no, it's delicious. Mm. They're just very, they're, it's interesting because the recipe is exactly the same and all we've done is change uh-huh. the spirit. Right. But it changes the drink. And yeah, kind of as I bring this up to my nose, I'm like getting that first kind of whiff of like, I first get kind of like a kind of a really grain bready rye. Like I'm like, okay, there's going to be some rye taste to this. Mm-hmm. But then underneath is that kind of like, there's that Campari kind of, I would say, earthy, dirt, bitter kind of element. And mm-hmm. like it makes you say, what's this going to taste like? And then you try it. I I think they're both really good. And I think those flavors together blend so well. That kind of like, I think this one kind of comes away from that one, kind of almost being kind of like leaning towards kind of an orangey, bittery taste. This one kind of comes more like it pulls like the earthy flavors. Kind of also, I would say there's a grain, maybe there's a little bit of a wood, wouldn't you say kind of an oak flavor there? Well, because of the rye, right? But I think it combining with that Campari, wouldn't you say there's kind of an oak flavor in that? Or like a wood yeah, flavor. I would, I would, it's good. I'd, I like it. I'd go in for that. Um, I like them both equally, I'm going to say. Right, yeah. So, um, But I do think it's fun. Like if you have a roommate or a husband or a spouse or whatever, somebody right. that shares your house that has different taste preferences, I think it's sure. fun to be able to... You know, like maybe you... Somebody with like an experienced palate or an unexperienced palate. Yeah. Or maybe you have a friend that just really likes um, vodka and doesn't like whiskey and you like whiskey, but you don't, eh, you don't see much in vodka. Um, It's a really good way to like make a very similar drink with just a small change. Super small change. Now, if um, we didn't make the one with gin, um, like I said, you can either replace it with vodka, gin, or rye. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming that one with gin would taste very much like a Negroni, which right, of it's gonna I go. Love. It's gonna <laughs> so. have that kind of herbal plus that kind of like earthy, dirty, twiggy taste yeah. from the. Campari. So I didn't make that one. Um, first of all, that's way too many cocktails to have for an episode and be able to talk. Mm-hmm. But also, um, I I have a feeling I know what that would already taste like, right. and I'm sure I would love it. Yeah. So. Um, a very interesting recipe because literally when it's written out, it was like you can use this or this or this. Right. But what you're using definitely changes the flavor of it. Right. But also, you know, if we're stuck at home and you have these very simple ingredients, sure. perfect recipe for staying in. So Absolutely. So uh, feel free to experiment. And I think that was something we wanted to come back to, too, is like. You know, change out of spirit, change out of vermouth. If you happen, if you don't have the one we use, try what you got. If you don't have the spirit we use, try the spirit you've got. And a lot of these recipes are pretty malleable. We do it all the time. And well, out of I need, mean, honestly, yeah. you know. I mean, it's like I'm not gonna buy everything in the liquor no, store. No, for God's sake. Like no. I'm gonna say, okay, well, if I have a good but part of it is experimentation, right? Like we have a pretty good idea now of mm-hmm. like what of what different vermouths taste like. So we're like Okay, well, we kind of get where... Um, what's sweet? What's a little more, like, not so... More herbaceous yeah. than sweet, yeah. You know, and so the fact that we're able to kind of replace out mm-hmm. um, with taste um, is just out of experiencing. Right. And so experience, <laughs> you know? That's what Make this is things. all about. I mean, use what you got. Now, Shannon, if people wanted to see pictures of the drinks we made tonight and 
see the recipes, kind of the exact amounts again if they couldn't get them like as we were talking, where are they going to go to see these? Where possibly could people go to see <laughs> this stuff? Know. Is there a place? <laughs> my God, is there a place? There is a place. Oh my God, there's a place. Um, we, of course, post all of our photos of the drinks and uh, the recipes that we've used to Instagram. Say it ain't so. It is so. Um, we have our handle at Amateur Bartending, the number four, Immature. And like I said, you can find a picture and um, how to make it attached to it. They're so going to be up there as soon as this you can uh, judge, podcast is up. You can judge if I was accurate or not with my photos, which I try to be as accurate <laughs> as possible. And uh, we always put the recipe in there. Absolutely. So. And of course, you're going to find all the recipes that we've made in the past episodes, plus many, many more. You can use that as your visual cocktail book to like dig deep and like make something delicious for your uh, your cocktail party or your party for two or your party for one however that's okay. going to go maybe party for one we don't recommend but hey <laughs> well, you're going to use your own uh, use your you own have pets <laughs> use your own judgment on that i wouldn't say that at this time of life i would say no judgment there's I no judgment i would say you can make a cocktail just make sure you zoom and share it with your friends there you go remotely absolutely right? and this so. is a great time to share some of that knowledge we just dropped on you with your friends, you're going to seem super cool. Now, Shannon, also, too, we really enjoy when people are, like, sending us emails and sending us pictures of what they do. What is uh, – oh, pe- folks, where can they – I afraid you were going to ask me this. I think it's <laughs> ab4ip <Hold on. laughs> at yahoo.com. That is exactly what it is. <laughs> so if you guys want to email us and send us pictures, send us questions, send us comments, it is ab, the number 4ip dot com no, oh, at, me, at yahoo.com yahoo. Com. sorry one more time a4ip at yahoo.com and we thank the folks the few folks that have sent us in little comments little pictures telling us what they've done showing us pictures of the drinks that they've made and uh telling us that they really enjoy what we're doing here so we just, we yeah, have a good time yeah we do and um just uh we've noticed we've gotten some new uh, followers over the last uh thank you very much the last little bit here while yeah. everybody's stuck all home. around the so world welcome and uh welcome you know, all around the world yes, followers we, have we people, see you we, do. we see you maybe Iran, not maybe not individual Australia. yeah um we have people in the uk and canada usa, Canada, USA south america course. yeah Everywhere, um, it's been really there, fun uh, to see. There was you people guys. from uh, people from um, well, you said uh, already Australia. Yep. People from the Philippines. Yeah. So we're having lots of followers oh, pop up there. Russia's we have some Russian followers. Too, so. so, like, we really want to say thank you to you guys. And every time we look at the now, we're not one of those places getting ten thousand hits. We get nothing for every episode. <laughs> But every we do watch, we do see that you guys are following us, and it, it's fun to see the number of our listens go up. It's sure fun. It's fun, and I really hope that everybody is uh, being safe and staying home and doing all the things they need to do during Absolutely. this time. And uh, we've also taken a little bit of a break during this time because we had some other things going on. Absolutely. But we're working and staying safe ourselves. That's right. But um, know this is a focus for us and that we're going to have some other new episodes coming up. Absolutely. Shan, this has been a fun episode and a lot of great drinks. So cheers. Cheers. <laughs>